Like there, there's nothing coming out. It's like, oh, is that? I never understood the concept of wearing cute panties. I'm like, they just get destroyed. Like there's nothing. The other um, terrible thing about menopause is that I've become a 14-year-old boy. So I not only have like the sex drive of a 14-year-old boy, I also smell like a 14-year-old boy. I smell like pastrami now. I don't even eat pastrami and Fritos corn chips a little. I don't eat Fritos either. Fritos and pastrami, why? Why is this happening to my body? I don't understand. I'm sweating at night. Like I used to drink a lot and I used to worry about like peeing in my bed. I woke up and I was so wet. I'm like, my God, I didn't even drink last night. Did I pee in the bed? And no, I was just sweating. It's just a puddle of my own sweat. I'm sorry, you guys are like, what? It's gonna happen. It's gonna happen. I just sweat profusely all the time now. If men went through menopause, every single corner would have like a air conditioning unit on it where you'd just be able to like turn around in like a little rotisserie circle. Like, this isn't happening. It's, it's, not, it's not terrible. It's, it's great. I haven't, I don't have to have kids anymore. So I actually, I actually have to get my IUD removed, right? Because I have a copper pool sweeper in my uterus that keeps out all the dead babies. That's, that's what's been in there keeping you safe America I've been worried about this whole Roe v Wade being overturned and how they've stacked the they the Supreme Court is very scary right now and all of that crazy stuff I had a really bad period and I thought I aborted the ghost of Scalia <laughs> it was bloody and bad it turns out the entire Supreme Court is still inside my uterus that's why it hurts so much they're all inside there Big robes, voluminous benches. Voluminous robes, big benches. Other way. Sorry. Abortions. No, I'm, I only, I mean, you are young. This is a young, beautiful crowd. This is, this is the, this is the young, beautiful section over here. I have abortions older than you. I'm certain of it. Like, they are so young and pretty. I only have one regret about my first abortion in 1995. 26 years ago, first abortion, one regret. And that's that I didn't have the kid. Because right now I could be having sex with all of his friends. Oh. <laughs> I have such regrets. <gasps> what was I doing? Why did I do that? Just would have taken a little work, you know, to get the... I love um, soccer, I know. Liverpool's playing on Sunday, on Easter Sunday. Hell yeah. I love, I love... Premier League soccer, I love World Cup soccer, I love all soccer, because finally I get to watch hot 23-year-old men make goals. <laughs> They're just making goals. I've like, never seen it here. So cute, they all live with their moms. They're like, Mom, can you make me breakfast? They're like, can you make any goals at all? <laughs> I, I woke up, is that not good enough? I'm... I'm a Gen Z. I'm alive. That's not good enough for you. <laughs> they want a, they want an award for everything, right? I'm sorry. Let them let them fake it till they make it. Are we just kidding? Sorry. I'm now I'm off the rails. <laughs> you know, you know how people when they go on the rails they go off the rails. Uh, a lot of people say I look like Katherine Keener if she had a serious problem with cocaine. <laughs> and to that I say I don't look like Katherine Keener. Oh my gosh, ain't no party like a dog party. Oh wow, we're getting in. Oh shit. <laughs> no, no, let the dogs have a party. They're all just saying hello to each other. He says, I think your dog is a bear. He's trying to keep us safe. It's just so big. There's a couple, are there any bears in the audience? No. <laughs> He's trying to keep us safe from the bears. Hey, family. Cool. That's nice to see if, is there, was there a good Friday parade? There was a, there's a parade for Jesus? That's exciting. I'm, I'm glad, I thought that, I thought that San Francisco was like Sodom and Gomorrah, but there's actually people that have good, good, wonderful morals here. Uh, I, I was, I, the only orgy I've ever been a part of was, was with, was with porn clowns, <laughs> was with, was with a group of porn clowns. 
And you know what? They do exactly what you think they do with balloons. They do exactly what you're thinking. That's what they do. Because they're porn clowns. They're, they're a real group. Oh, boy. I don't even know if I should get into that story. Woo. And he, it wasn't even at Burning Man. That's <laughs> San Francisco can be weird, man. <laughs> One time I took so much acid I forgot how to ride a bike. Has that ever happened to you? <laughs> I just held it and was like, I need to walk down Potrero. I have no idea how this thing works. <laughs> cool. I, I love drugs, which is why I shouldn't have children, right? They definitely should not have any kids. But I am scared that the Roe v. Wade could be overturned. And uh, that would be terrible because you don't want me to have a kid, all right? America, if America changes its laws and they're like, you need to have a baby for like some reason, I would need some new tools to drill some holes in the trunk of my car so the baby could breathe while I'm hanging out at the bar, you see? Because <laughs> you put the baby in the trunk with a sleeping bag. Isn't that what you do when you can't afford a babysitter? That's what you, no? You don't put the... I can't afford a nanny. What am I not, I'm not going to go to the bar? Are you kidding me? Don't make me have a baby. It's going to turn nine, and it's, I'm going to have to go to one of those parent-teacher conference things, and it's going to be first grade for like the fourth time or something. And the teacher's going to look at me and say, Miss um, Benjamin, your child said that uh, you love alcohol more than it. And I'm like, this is a sippy cup filled with vodka, okay? I didn't want the kid. And then it turns 12 and it starts doing ketamine and I'm like, who is your dealer? <laughs> I can take you to Burning Man. We can get to know each other. It's gonna be great! And then it turns 15 and it teaches me the cutest thing, this fictional baby. If, you, if, you've, if you've been doing cocaine for 24 hours, you don't eat your boogers, you smoke them. From the mouths of babes, genius. Right? And it, fi it finally dies at 17, it dies. Oh God, the fictional baby dies. And it's this speedball thing, like cocaine, heroin, straight to the vein, right? 17 years, 17 years old. That's the latest late-term abortion I could ever have. <laughs> That's a 17-year late-term abortion. It was your choice, America to put it through rehab four times, not mine. I'm on Medi-Cal, I can't afford that. Good, uh, women's rights and uh, let, let people continue to have abortions. Yay, yay, yay. Should I do one more abortion joke or should I get off it? Is it too dark? Can I do one more? Okay, one more, one more abortion joke. I, 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 only have, um, I only have one regret about my, my second abortion. And it, I mean, it was it was great. I got in there and they put my legs up in the stirrups and they give you this drug, this amazing drug called midazolam. It's a short-lived, fast-acting benzodiazepine. See, I shouldn't be having kids. I love drugs. <laughs> like I'm like benzos, yeah. <laughs> midazolam. It lasts for like five minutes and it is sweet. You feel great, right? So my legs are up in the stirrups and I'm all open to the thing and they're looking down to the crash site and the doctor says. He goes, this is like a five-minute procedure, and some people talk, and some people don't talk. And I said, has anyone ever told jokes? <laughs> and they were like, no, that's never <laughs> happened. I had a killer show, you guys. <laughs> I, I killed! It was, it, it was actually, it was a bringer show, and I left it there, and it was... <laughs> And the only regret I had is they wouldn't let me take my phone in, so I couldn't tape the set. I don't remember what jokes I told. I don't remember if I was funny or not. I don't remember if it was a life-changing experience, if it really mattered. I don't know, because I didn't tape the set. So <laughs> I just did jokes for a bunch of doctors with my legs open. That's good. No babies, just cats. Cats? Cats, cats, cats. Everyone hates cats. You love cats? I love cats. Cats, 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 cats. No, I super, I super love cats. I have a new kitten. 
She's not new. She's like a year old now. But I still, she still doesn't listen to me. And I call her all the time. I cat call her. I go, come here, baby girl. <laughs> baby girl, I love you. And she ignores me, right? And baby girl, baby girl, come here. She shows me her butthole. Like, you're asking for it. Now get over there. I pick her up without consent and I flip her over and turn her into a baby and I kiss her on the mouth. It's cat calling. It doesn't even work on cats. It doesn't work. I, I do live in the Tenderloin, though, and I get cat complimented all the time. I don't know if that happens to anybody. I always know when I look cute when I'm coming here because I get propositioned for sex. Like, that's a <gasps> my outfit's cute. <laughs> no, I, I don't. I don't need to give you. Do you need a job? No, no. No, sir. I'm fine. Thank you today. But I did get a really great compliment the other day. A gentleman said, girl, you've been living a long time to look 22. <laughs> That's a compliment. Straight up. I'm taking it. Another gentleman, he looked me deep in the eyes. And he was like, you look like you know something. They <laughs> have always wanted to be seen as smart, you know? And like... I think he saw me. I think we really connected. It's really beautiful. But I don't, I don't like wearing skirts because I do get undue attention. And uh, a gentleman came up to me and said, hey, I like that skirt. Can I get under there and get a sniff? That's catcalling. Also, that's gross, bro. Like, why do you want to smell that dude's jizz? Like. That's so gross. That's on you, man. Actually, it's on me. It's all over me. It's gross. <laughs> no, I have been really lonely in COVID, and I was doing a lot of masturbating, like a lot, a lot, a lot of masturbating, because I broke up with my boyfriend, blah, 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 blah. But my imagination is so vivid, I masturbate to podcasts. Anybody else? Is there any podcasts anybody likes to masturbate to? Does anybody have? Do you, which ones do you like? Oh, Ira Glass. Oh, I could have some Ira Glass in my head. Yeah, he's some set. He is some set. Ooh, he could just call me right down. He could get me right to the place. Yeah. Ooh. Yeah, I'll have, I might agree with that one. Anyone else have any podcasts that they like to masturbate to? Any guesses of what you think I masturbate to? No. Planet Money. No, I'm a socialist. I don't. I'm money. Money does not get me hot. I'm like, oh, gross. Capitalism. Oh, look at the violence inherent in the system. Like, I can't, I can't, I can't get off on that. Uh, uh, so I, I uh, actually masturbate to my own podcasts because I'm a narcissist and, and I can do everything better than everyone else. Like, I'm, like, I'm going to do it. I'm going to get it done myself the way it needs to be done with myself talking. No, I, uh, <laughs> I did, I did, I did have the opportunity to have sex the other day, and it was really... L-W-A-F-L-M-O-Y-T. 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 Okay, all right, pass. Okay, one more time. No, no, one more time. Gotta go back to the first one, though. Oh, God, okay. You don't know what OCD is all about. All right, let's do the first one, right? L-W-A-F-L-M-O-Y-T. Do it again. L W A F L M O Y T. L W A L F M O Y T. L W A F L M O Y T. Let's watch a full-length movie on YouTube with Mike Spiegelman. Let's watch a full-length movie on YouTube with Mike Spiegelman. You can watch if you want to. You can slap Spiegelman's behind. L-W-A-F-L-M-N-O-Y-T on Mutiny Radio. Mutiny. Mutiny! It's pronounced Mutiny. Mutiny! It's, it's pronounced Mutiny! Oh, my turn-offs are guys who say mutiny. Mutiny? Let's watch a full-length movie on YouTube with Mike Spiegelman. Mike Spiegelman. 
Switcheroo, and I chose the movie, and it is Killdozer. So what you want to do is put Killdozer. it. Right. It's it's all one word. You're gonna put in, go to YouTube, and put into the search K I L L D O Z E R 1974. One word, Killdozer 1974. Killdozer. Uh, we like and the channel. exactly what it is. Yes. yes. We like the channel Anything Goes Theater. That's all one word. You'll see an pink A. Anything Goes Theater is the is the channel we want to pick. And it's a great channel, Carl. Not only did I subscribe to Anything Goes, but I checked out their library of videos, and I, this was the only movie. <laughs> I believe. I'll have to double check. Why did you subscribe? So. Okay. Oh, I want to be part of the 6.5. I'm checking in real time here at the Mutiny Radio uh, Station computer to what? see uh, if, uh, if that's me. true. Okay, video. It is COVID time, folks. Don't No, actually, them. they have plenty of other. They have plenty of other videos. They have Ninja Love and uh, Not a Baby Doll to Drive In. <laughs> Things that are not movies. Wait, I don't know what they are, but I subscribed. Yeah. Well, all right. Well, cool. So we do want you to go type in Killdozer into your YouTube. We're looking for the title Killdozer 1974 Best Quality and is hosted by our new friends. And I just subscribed to you, pal. Uh, Anything Goes Theater. Uh, so go to that page. Hit When you get to the page, hit pause. You know what I'm talking about. And slide it to the left. And what we would like to do is have a countdown. And when we say go, you will hit, click it, and we will click it, and we will watch this movie at the same time. Let us watch a full-length movie on YouTube. So, I'm no further ado. I'm very excited for our countdown. And what a privilege. The countdown king himself, the maestro of descending numerals, Mr. 321, Mr. Sunday Afternoon, uh, two shifts. Uh, we called Man Crush. Let's get ready to rumba. He 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 moves to the beat of a, di a different drum. We please give it up for Paul Brumba. Yeah, woo! That guy is sexy. Oh wait, that's me. All right, here we go. It's Mister. It's Mister. Slide it to the left or swipe it to the left and hit pause. That's what I am. That's right, Mister. Swipe it to the left and hit pause. 
is ready for my number one film of all time, Kill Dozer. And, of course, it's the best quality from 1974. Let's do this in true action. Let's do this in three, two, one, go. I'm playing asteroids. I'm going through the star field. <laughs> and my I wife find it ironic that. Well, the movie is the same quality, so don't worry about it. It matches your Wi-Fi pretty little beat. So we just saw the universal logo as it goes, and now we're in space again. Okay. It's completely unintentional. This was not a theatrical. It was theatrically released, but originally it was a TV movie. So it's the best of both worlds, Carl. It is a TV movie and a TV movie that was repurposed and shipped out overseas as a theatrically released movie, like Spider-Man from the 70s. All right, anyway, so here we are. We're, we're electronically uh, going in, musically going into the Earth from space. Okay. And instead of having America face the camera, it's Africa. Okay. So uh, an, a an asteroid has landed on an island off of Africa. But that's not Madagascar. And that is... I see no penguins. Uh, yeah, right. I see no talking uh, giraffe, hippo, lion, uh, Russian tiger, etc. This is this music kicks ass throughout the whole thing. It's just kind of like cool. Made my own electronic equipment. It's not Howard Burton today. It's Warburton. It's Warburton. Warburton. Uh, yeah, but it is an oil company, uh, and they are stripping this island to create a uh, runway and a drilling station. So okay. More of a drilling station. And this guy uh, is Clint Walker. There's another character actor you might recognize. Clint uh, Walker. He plays Chubb. Clint Walker. Yeah, he was a cowboy TV guy. Uh-huh. Uh, he was for, and he was also in the Dirty Dozen. Oh, uh, wasn't uh, everybody. And then, well, the great thing is that he was in Small Soldiers, the animated movie about the little army men that right, turned right, right. sentient. Because there was a cameo of the Dirty Dozen in that movie. So it was him and other actors from the Dirty Dozen gotcha. doing the voices. So he was also a voice. But he was, uh, he was in a western called Cheyenne, and he, uh, which lasted about seven years or so. And that was kind of an influential one. Yeah. Yeah. I should mention up front, it's a 74-minute movie. If you ask me what this movie is about, it's about 74 mo minutes. So <laughs> I just want, I, I do want to address the, uh, our always possible elephant in the room, which is, has this movie been on Mystery Science Theater 3000? And I always check on IMDb. Uh, on the connections page to see if they did it. They just haven't done this movie, but they have used it as a punchline, according to uh, anonymous uh, contributors to the site, mm -hmm. uh, saying like, you know, uh, what about the ending of uh, Killdozer? So it was nice to sanitize, but you, you must be familiar with the band. Oh, so there, this guy is, uh, that's Robert Ulrich right there. Okay. Uh, Dantana. Familiar face. But. Yeah, well, they're all familiar faces. These guys have been done television movies and, and television shows throughout the decades. They're all kind of uh, pros. And I, I have a list of stuff, but uh, I just... Uh, He's in his mash Jeep. Uh, yeah. So they're a drug station. I'll get back to my point eventually, but uh, hey, I just found a picture of Veronica Lake. He goes, Veronica <laughs> Lake. Of course, the guy says, what? Not a what, but a lady. Yeah. This was a short story by a science fiction writer who has a big Star Trek connection. Uh -huh. And it was originally, the, and his story took place in during World War II. This is present time. They yeah. even mentioned the Vietnam War. And they found an old World War II station. That's why they found the Veronica Lake. So that's Perfect. how they kind of worked in. Kind of, and it's the same writer. His name is Theodore Sur Sturgeon. And he, he passed away, but Wait, he wrote the line, Live Long and Prosper. Yeah. That name sounds a little yeah. fishy. Uh -huh. Well, you know, his original name was Waldo. <laughs> Where? Really? Yeah, so I could understand him changing it. Yeah, but he, he wrote uh, He wrote Short Leave. Short Leave. Remember that one? Short Leave, uh, the Star Trek episode? Yeah, he wrote that really? one. And then he, yeah. Uh, he also wrote A Muck Time, and he wrote a third oh. one, but it was too... Uh, 
And he, uh, he came up with the phrase, live long and prosper, according to one of you. dude. Uh, Amok Time was yeah, so the one that, yeah, that that um, that was a great episode. I know you're not a nerd like me, but uh, love that one. There's always a Star Trek on the show. So many, show. Yeah, every show. You say it all the time. Every show you can either find a Star Trek connection for Carl or some kind of sexual yeah, or, or, inappropriate uh, wise. Yeah, salt. Assault, yeah. But somehow you think, oh, this movie's a cult movie. You should check it out. It came out during the 70s. And you watch it, you go, oh, my oh God. Oh, my God. Invitation to. Yeah. Okay, so anyway, there is uh, Robert Ulrich, and he is driving the bulldozer. This is not a killdozer yet. Right. It is a caterpillar, right? And they're yellow and. Uh, uh, it's a D9. They keep calling it a D9er in this. D as in dog? Oh, look, Killdozer! Yeah, yeah. And that's like a couple of minutes into the film, right? Yeah. Six minutes into it? Yeah. That's pretty good for a TV movie. I did, I have a, a TV book as a reference guide. I didn't do that. There's not that much to look up on this one, but I did use my... Uh, Complete Dictionary to Primetime Network and TV Shows, 1946 to Present, the 8th edition. And uh, they have at the back of the book the primetime lineup that they introduce every year in the uh -huh. fall. So I yeah. went to 1974. This aired on ABC uh, on Saturday, February 2nd, 1974. So uh -huh. I took a look at the list. That was the fall one. And uh, ABC had regular programming. It had... Uh, uh, shit, what was the show? I have it here. Kung Fu. But it was people kept seeing it was a Saturday night at the movies film. And I did see on a, a review on IMDb that it aired against NBC showing Silent Running. So both NBC and ABC had Saturday night movies. CBS, this ran against, uh, according to the book, Mary Tyler Moore show, Bob Newhart show, and the Carol Burnett show. Okay. So when this aired... You had a choice to either watch this or Carol Burnett. Right. I don't know what I would have done. Okay, so he just... Jerry London. We did a Jerry London movie on this show. What did we do? Well, it was the rare one where you were uh, unavailable, and I had my brother Adam oh. uh, join us, and it was Rent-A-Cop. Rent okay. Bird Reynolds and Liza Minnelli. Oh. So he, but he's a TV movie guy. That was his only theatrically released movie, but... He did TV movies for like three decades. All these guys have done like the same TV shows, you know, like they've done Love American Style or they've done like uh, uh, Love Boats and stuff like that. Right. Love Ehrlich was, of course, uh, he was uh, the captain in uh, the Love Boat reboot in the 90s. Mm -hmm. Or maybe 2000. All right, so he just found a meteor. Remember that meteor from the beginning of the movie? Yes, there it is. Yes. And uh, I don't know. It's kind of talking to him. It's talking. Uh, I don't to know. Him? If that's, that's well. It's like it's emitting some kind of alien rock thing. Is that the blip 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 we're hearing? Is that cool? That's that fucking uh, composer. This <laughs> is. Uh, I have the guy's name. Gil Malay or uh, or oh, Melton Man. Mad? Sure. Did they make it mad? You know, it's going blue, right? He's yeah. like, I like the Smurfs. Now it's going into right. well, the bulldozer. And, and yeah, you know what? Jerry London does a good job and goes into Robert Ulrich. You can tell the story right away, right? I mean, like, there's no need for yeah. dialogue in this. It's all all told. There's no Blue question. Effect, goes from rock. Yeah. And how much did that cost him? Like, nothing. He's talking to his dog. Hey, Dantana. Did you ever see the Charlie's Angel episode where he showed up as Dantana? No, I, maybe I did and I don't remember. Did you ever see the Cheers episode where uh, Robert Eric shows up uh, filming Censor for Hire in Boston? Probably. Yeah, probably that one. That guy looks like the dad from Christmas Story. No, he's not. That's yeah. that is the the Cheyenne guy. Oh, that's Clint. Yeah. well, actually, you know, all these guys, all these guys are square jawed, 
and they all have like barrel chests and they all have like squinty eyes. I can't tell them apart, <laughs> right? But the, the, basically, the guy running it, the one, the hard ass Kelly, he uh, he's he kind of got demoted by Hal Vernon. They kind of oh. I don't know. He's like a drunk. He's a you're dried up drunk. So what had... you say? You know that type of thing. Right. And meanwhile, everyone else is like slugging him away. A lot of drinking in this movie. But it basically implies that he's just stuck there. This is it. This is their community. This radar. So there's Chubb smoking the cigar. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's pretty cool. That's a very interesting uh, cell phone. Well, what happened was they, uh, they're trying to get a doctor, one that speaks English. Huh? Uh, and it's, it's, you got to send someone. So the, the doc, they're trying to get a doctor, and they're trying to reach the family, and it's like, make sure you tell the family in person. I don't want them to get a telegram. Oh, that's that's depends. By the way, did you notice that Robert Ehrlich's uh, name was not in the opening credits? No, I didn't uh, pay attention very much. Uh, they were slow paced, and they came yeah. late. Neither did uh, the name of uh, James Watson Jr. The the other guy who's going to get killed in the next twenty minutes. His name did not appear in the front. Yeah, that's the interesting. Credits. Yeah. So I just want. By the way, they're going to die, Carl. This has got two million four hundred thousand views, and I think I know why. There was once a guy who was very upset with his town uh, for um, uh, ruining his business, uh, like making a factory, and his business was inaccessible. And he took a bulldozer and turned it into a tank and went on a rampage, and people called it Killdozer. And I think people probably click to this movie, go, oh, they're looking up Killdozer. Then they click away. Is he all burnt up or something? Mike, is he all charred? We might have lost Mike. That's too bad because he did the research this week. Yeah. Oh, there you are. A call. Yeah, I was on mute, but thanks okay. for the cover. Yeah, he got he got blue lighted. Him and the truck got blue lighted, but the, yeah. the truck survived and alien takes over the truck, but Ulrich doesn't make it, so he can't really hop to alien. He can't hop to humans, I right. guess. The blue light. So he he's lying there. Yeah, you were talking about uh, the guy's name was Marvin John Heemeyer who uh, in Colorado drove through a uh, town hall and a newspaper office, and the, the footage goes on for like 12 minutes, and there's been 7.5 million views on it. It's called Kildos or Helicopter News Footage. And, uh, I, you know, and then so there's always a meme of, like, remember Kildozer. But I always knew, knew Kildozer from the band. Don't you remember the Touch and Go band? The, like, Kirk Cobain wore his T-shirt with the Kildozer? I guess I don't. I I don't think I ever bumped into that band, and I was paying attention. Well, I I, I was doing research, dude. Yeah, I was. Uh, I actually listened to Killdozer, and I I have a. I actually looked them up in the Trouser Press Guide. I have a, that book, the the fourth edition, and they started in '84, and they were kind of hipster white guys who pretend they, they were from Madison, Wisconsin, but they. Killdozer pretend they were like hillbillies and they would sing a kind of a slow, you know, like birthday party kind of. But they weren't that, there wasn't anything that grabbed me. There was one song that's like, Knuckles was a good dog. He was a friend of mine. You know, I was in a wheelchair and he was the only person who talked to me and he also saved the hospital. You know, it was kind of like ironic. You know, they would do slow and country west, but they, they uh, broke up in like 86. I, I listened. They did a covers band album. I remember that for ladies only, and uh, I got to listen to their version of American Pie. Is it long? Took eight minutes or six minutes for the television uh, thing. So there's probably a minute intro. They're reminiscing about Mac, uh, Robert Eric, and this is like this is a really like. It's a compact movie, and they just get to man versus truck in a second. But this is the one moment where they kind of let, like, human emotions go in. So he's saying, like, 
uh, you know, I, I set him up on a blind date on Halloween, and I told the girl to wear two masks. And she took off the mask, and there was another mask, and Mac was like, "Whoa!" <laughs> so, but uh, so this, but that's kind of cool, right? I mean, now the, the, this is based on the book. Now, Theodore Surgeon wrote the book. It's based, this this uh, teleplay is based on a fucking novel or novella called uh, Killdozer. Right. So this was like this truck, the the evil truck, like. It goes like uh, it was a written. It was based on the written word. Like to experience the story, you had to read a book. <laughs> you didn't turn on like, should I watch uh, Mary Tyler Moore or should I watch, you know, Killdozer? <laughs> right. Now that's Lamont, right, from Sanford and Son. No, that's a uh, San Francisco. See, I always look for that. He's a San Francisco actor named James S. Uh, James A. Watson Jr. Uh, and uh, he was in Airplane 2, the sequel. He was in Airplane uh, 2. And he, yeah, and on Paul Lynn's show, he played Leroy. On Paul But he also, another interesting, remember Paul Lynn from sure, uh, Hollywood sure. Squares? He had a, like a variety show. So he, he was a regular. He was on like a couple episodes. He yeah, he, the great character. <laughs> that was my best Paul Lynn. That circle gets the square. <laughs> circle gets the square. Was he even Central Square? He wasn't. He was like in the corner. I wouldn't know. He was, the he was a regular. But I should mention that uh, James Watson Jr., the second guy who's going to get killed, he was also on National Lampoon's Storm Days. But he was a theater guy. He worked for the ACT here in San Francisco and he had a mm -hmm. theater troupe. He's still alive. A lot of these guys passed away. A lot of these guys are vets. Two of them are World War II vets. And, uh, you know, others have passed away from, like, heart attacks or what have you. Right. Uh, like, like Kelly, Clint Walker, he, uh, well, I have that he, he married three times. He's married, lasted 20 years. Uh, he had a freak accident where he was a, he got a tip of a ski pole piercing, pierced into his heart. Ouch! And he has a twin sister. He's a staunch Republican and a health food addict. And I, he died of, like, I forgot what he died of. I didn't write it down. So what is just the thing with that guy is that... He's trying yeah. to control it and he can't? Yeah, he cut everything, I think. Oh, no, yeah, he can't do it. The, the truck's gone evil, man. The truck's, it's a truck. It's got the meteor I don't know rain the, in it. Yeah, I don't think the truck's evil, you know, just because it's sentient for sure or it's possessed. See, there we go. Solution solved. Cut that wire. And then which wire should I cut? Face? The yellow wire or the yellow wire? Oh no, Killdozer's not right. at him. Look out, you better crawl. <laughs> Let's crawl away from. Yeah. Alright, you might have to look away, Carl. Will he be decapitated? No, nothing. Okay. It was just a commercial was coming up. I didn't want you to watch the upcoming commercial. Yeah, but he got Killdozer. Is he still alive? I see him moving. Yeah, no, he doesn't get killed. I just said to the two guys who die. And they're stuck wow. on an island. Yeah. Nowhere to go. Now they, now man becomes the most dangerous game. So, again, like, <laughs> they give Mac a lot. He makes a reference. He goes, like, because uh, he makes, like, a, a, a lot. I'll find it. But they're, they're burying him. So they, they spend a lot of time, you know, like, uh, are they get having they, words? They, they, yeah, they're having words. It's all, it's all, this is a really well-written and like well-scored movie, so it's definitely a good audio movie. Mm -hmm. But yeah, like I was saying, they, they, they make like an Irish joke. Like they, they pull out a bottle of whiskey. Uh, let's see if I can find it. I didn't print myself out. Should have done that. Wow. Acting and story. Yeah, and this is all very compact, uh, and I appreciate the audio, audio on it. Like, you know, this story sets it up perfectly. They're just four men on an on a island, well, five men, excuse me, not four yet, uh, and they uh, are pitted against 
something that's unknowable and evil, you know, like, and I, I guess it's like a Lovecraftian bullshit where like an alien lands. like, did you ever see that Nicolas Cage movie where this meteor lands on his house and everyone starts acting weird? Like if they get populated by something, color out of time or some shit like that. No. Of, Should I? Color my Netflix queue. I saw it on Hoopla Digital, which is a free service using a library card streaming service. I mean, you could just check your current streaming service and, and see if it's on. All right, Nicolas Cage, what's it called? Color Out of Time or Time Out of Color or like, color I don't know. Out I know? of Time question mark. Okay. All right, so, so I'll question mark is the best part. service uh, 123moviesfree.com. <laughs> No, no. I offered you a free service courtesy of the library. That's the, that's the most the honest way of seeing this movie. Yeah, it's but called Color Money Off Out. Me with ads and promos and viruses. No, 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 just viruses. Listen, the movie's called Color Out of Space, uh, and it's from last year, 19, 2019 or 19. And it's, just, it's based on Lovecraft where... It, there's no why, there's no how, it just lands and it affects everyone and there's no way you can get out of it. You know what I mean? Like, look, they're all drinking. They, they just did their Irish line. So they're drinking the Irish whiskey like... In honor of Mac. Okay, in honor of. I, I thought they were going to yeah. like bury it with them, but that would just make it go to waste. No, no, not really. No, they just made a line which I wrote down and I just, uh, I didn't print it, so... You know, it's uh, a lot of these guys. Yeah, they they just been on the same shows. Like, I can't tell them apart, to be honest with you. Yeah. Like, I I have to check by curly sideburns or or no sideburns. Like <laughs> curly no sideburns or no sideburns and no curls. You know. Yeah. Now they're going through max shit. And uh, that Killdozer guy, um, in Colorado, he only like destroyed the places that were screwing with him for a year and a half or whatever. Like the paper wrote bad things about him, so he destroyed that place. The town hall wouldn't listen to him, so he destroyed that place. He went to somebody's house who was like a financier or something. Really? He went to a personal house? I heard yeah. he went to Crazy Rhythm's record store. What? He went to Crazy Rhythm's record store? In Montclair, New Jersey? that place that? He was in Colorado. He was that place. <laughs> All right, well. So this guy's getting judged. Which, right now. Yeah, because because Kelly is a, uh, there's Clint, the Cheyenne guy. Yeah. He quit drinking. Right. And now he's like, he's a, he's a hard nut. He's like, we got to build this before Walbert and, you know, Dick Cheney shows up. <laughs> but so they're all like. This is all solid writing, and like it's all like I mean, we're going to talk over it, so I don't really. I mean, yeah. Wish I had better sound. Yeah. One thing. One thing about the guy that stormed out, he played himself, or his. He had uh, in the Sphinx, he played Sergeant, a uh, Master Sergeant Clint Walker, and that was a nice. Oh, that's his name. Movie. Yeah. The yeah. Sphinx. Yeah. Okay. So he's a Republican. There's another Republican too in this movie. Uh, so like this guy is Chud. Uh, a chub. Yeah, and right. Not to be confused Neville... with Bud the Chud. It's Chubba. Not the Bud Chud. Chubba with a B. Right. It's reverse. It's a reverse chubby. Uh, Chud. His name is Neville Brand, and he's also another uh, uh, World War Two vet. And he uh, received the Silver Star and oh. the Purple Heart and and the Green Clovers, according to my notes. And uh, but he was in uh, just to be disrespectful. Sorry. He was in uh, a bunch of, like, he was in DOA, which is this great, you know, classic public domain film noir film mm -hmm. where a guy gets poisoned and he only has, like, an hour, to, uh, 24 hours to find out who did it. Uh, but he was also in... Uh, so oh, he, he doesn't hear the... Killdozer behind him? No, he's just having a smoke, dude. Yeah, he had a couple whiskeys. Huh? That's the same guy. Boom. Killdozer. Now he heard Killdozer. What? Knuckles was a very good dog? <laughs> very nice. What? You're opening for Nirvana? Oh, I heard Killdozer. Doesn't he look like Tommy Lee Jones? 
Yeah, no, without, uh, I mean, Tommy Lee Jones has those very distinctive, I don't know what they're called, scars? I don't know. But, uh, yeah, he does. Uh, dimples. Yeah. There it is. So, listen, man, the truck knows that's the fucking only communication they have. So he's getting, like, pissed off. He's but, saying, like, you know, come. Yeah. Yeah. What's he saying? Come. No, go ahead. No, I don't have anything to say. Yeah, he's, what did he say on the radio? Well, he's just like, you know, an impossible killer truck, and uh, we just need you to come and over here. And uh, But the truck heard it all, basically. And he so he's going to, he's just off of the two-way communicator. So interesting. He, the, 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 the meteorite went into Killdozer, and he knows how to run himself. He knows what gears to change. And he can understand yeah. English, and he and he's smart enough to know it's a radio. Yep. Well, you know, it's like uh, there's no like, he's like the Joker in the Dark Knight. You just don't know why. You just don't know why. There's not there's no motivation. He's just evil. He's he's the abstract, and he's the unknowable. He is chaos, and uh, you know they're pitted against them. How are they going to defeat uh, right. a truck that's gone uh, a killer truck a killdozer? You know, with all the high blood pressure medication I have to take, uh, they call me Pilldozer. <laughs> you would be if you didn't take yeah, it. Yeah. yeah, right. Yeah, so he, uh, Neville, Neville Brand. So he was, you know, he was uh, in uh, 1955, he was in two movies, Bobby Ware is Missing, and another movie called The Return of Jack Slade. Uh -huh. I think it's great good news and bad news for missing persons. That Bobby Ware is missing in the return of Jack Slade. Like, <laughs> on the one hand, Jack oh, Slade is back. The return. I he returned. Yeah. But Bobby Ware is missing. You know, um, know. it's only 74 uh, minutes. I wonder how it got away with a theatrical release. I think they just heard it as is. It's a tight fucking movie. I mean, there's not a wasted word or scene. All right. So there we go. Oh, yeah. I can tell by sideburns. There's Kelly and then. Uh, Oh, shit, who the fuck is this guy? See, that's what I'm saying. It's, I've seen this movie like three times already, and I just, it's like, oh, here, I wrote in my notes, squinty face fall guy. <laughs> uh, so he was, uh, his name is uh, James Wainwright. If this is the guy I'm thinking of, he's squinty eye, right? Like I got it right? Yeah. Who else is fucking in this movie? Oh, Carl Betts. Oh, I think this is Carl Betts, Hobing. So this guy was like, a, 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 these guys have just spent decades on TV. He's a 50 TV actor. Right, uh, and then he w he played Clinton Judge in a TV show called Judd for the Defense in the late sixties. So he was years. the hero. Uh, yeah, he's a World War II vet as well, and uh, he's uh, the the husband in the Donna Reed show, and he died in fifty six uh, from cancer. Yeah, there you go. I wrote little sideburns, square jaw. Like it's so hard for me to tell these four people apart. Five people. There's still so five people. He's taking now, out the fifth person. Just, yeah, the first, the fifth person is taking out Killdozer in this four-person drama. But so, why did he do Killdozer, that? He, he wasn't. He was just going in there. I don't have no idea. I don't work for Halburn, but I, I would definitely report it. Don't crush the radio. All right. That so now he's realized there's nothing the he can do. World. Right, yeah, Killdozer is smart, man. Because they don't have, like, a boat or anything. Do you know how much drama we have just extracted from, like, a uh, radio being crushed by a kill, uh, yeah. bulldozer? Like, for a television movie, this is fucking good. Yeah. I guess he's a Like, if this was shot in the... Yeah, I guess so. I have no idea, like... Uh... I didn't dig too deep about him. Like, if there's something awful about his personal life, I have no idea. Yeah. But I'll, I can always find out later. Well, why doesn't Lamont oh, hop out? He's trying to control oh, it. Hop out? Yeah, just jump out. Well, J James A. Watson Jr., it's like 12 miles an hour. What are you going to do? Like, jump out? Yeah. Look how, how fast it's going. It's at least, you know, it's this is like 30 seconds right now. Wow, his Jeep... Oh, can handle it, can handle the terrain. It's so funny, like every movie, especially TV shows, there's always, the cars are always Fords. 
Uh-huh. So yeah. I said that the car doesn't work. Uh-oh. Uh, so he did jump out. He took our advice. Here it <laughs> is coming towards The director's doing you. a good job here. I'm telling you, Jerry London, he's kicking ass. I uh, and he's I think he's still alive. No, is he still dead? Oh. He's still dead. I don't know if he's still dead or not. Wow. So he uh, he he directed uh, three decades of TV movies, shit like Take Me Home, the John Denver story. Cosby oh. Mysteries, the original TV movie. I Spy Return, so he's a Bill Cosby man. He did something called Dada is Death. Six Million Dollar Man episodes. Kojak. I, I, did I mention uh, the guy who just got killed by Killdozer? Wow. Sang a song on Kojak. He got, he got, uh, he didn't mention, but he just got squished? Yeah, Killdozer. And the music it. is all like, wah, 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 wait, wait, wah, 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 squiggle, wah, wah, yeah, look at that acting. And there they are, they're stuck in the island. Two, two down, four to go? Yeah, two down, four to go. They could have buried him, for goodness sakes. Well, I would always, when you're burying a body in the beach, it's always important to check the, the tide listing to make sure that you don't hit high tide. Because like, it buried. could be a low tide, and you bury the body. And then the next thing you know, the tide comes out, and you're just like, fuck. And then, you know, it's washes away all that work you did. <laughs> and it's, it's disrespectful of the corpses you just buried, you know, in a shallow grave by the beach. So Killdozer was he just killed... driving around on his own, like he goes off into the island or something? Yeah. Yeah, like he, he's like, you ever see Maximum Overdrive where like they're all sucking the uh, gas station uh. and all the trucks are fucking like pissing around, driving around the, the parking lot, like being like beasts, like, yeah, we own this shit. <laughs> oh, Kildozer is doing. Before, a year before this movie came out, Stephen King wrote Truck, a short story about a truck that goes evil. Wasn't and, it Christina? Uh, yeah. That's a car. That's yeah. a car that went evil. Mm -hmm. But, you know, you, you're thinking that it was a demon or that it was driving itself. It's not true. The ending is that it was Cujo driving the car, Christine the whole time. Oh, okay. The dog that goes evil. D Cujo the dog? <laughs> yeah. This is, this is a cool story. It became a Marvel comic book uh, the same year. It was called The World's Unknown, issue six. And they, they did a story version of it. So does the boss, like, not believe it? Uh, it sort of seemed like they were trying he, to convince him of something. Well, listen, like, with Mac, they had reminiscence. They told a funny story. They had a eulogy. They buried the body. And then when the uh, – but they have a deadline. So then when he killed the other guy, uh, they were just like, bury the body, right? The next scene is bury the body. And he just said, like, go back to work. Oh, and they don't like that. Beltran, Beltran. Uh, so yeah, when Beltran died, he's just like, yeah, no, just do it. So he's like, kind of being a hard ass, and he's also like, I miss Mac. We used to go swimming. Hey, let's want. Do you want to go swimming right now? It's a really like these men. They are they are man. Very homoerotic this movie. You like the battle tested guys. Homoerotic. Here's the World War II vets. If you're the World War II vets, this is the movie for you. Yeah, he remembers everything. Again, like, it's going, they have some human emotion to this film, and then it's just stripped down to, like, the bare essentials. Man versus truck. A bulldozer, killdozer. The killiest dozer. Let's go swimming. So the other, uh, have you, you know, did you ever see the movie Duel? No. It was, a, it was a TV, so this was a, this was another, no, I never, I've never seen it, like, it was a TV movie and it became a hit, uh, especially because it was directed by Steven Spielberg, 
and they re- later re-released it as a theater release. And I actually, for Secret Santa back in 1999, I gifted a VHS copy of Duel, and I still remember my friend's face when he opened it up. He was so disappointed, like, oh, God. <laughs> but it's about it's about a uh, Dennis Weaver. Uh, you know, like flipping the bird or whatever at a truck, and the truck spends the rest of the movie chasing him down. Like, we let him Well, go. it was insulting. There is a driver, but you, you don't see it. So, and it was, so you don't know if it's Cujo or a man or uh, just like a demon. And then, did you see uh, Nightmares from 1983? The no. film I always look for on YouTube. Constantly, I'm constantly looking for that movie on YouTube. And I have seen it and watched it on DVD from the library. It's a 1980s, early 80s, like, uh, horror anthology. And it has, like, Emilio Estevez, who's a punk rock L.A. video game expert who gets trapped in the game. One of, one of the short pieces is uh, a guy being a priest, or, like, he just left the priesthood, being chased by, like, a demonic car or truck. I think it was a truck. So There's there a lot a, of that the car. I don't know why. Well, you know, the the thing I like about these movies is that, like, there's no, ex- there's, of course there's evil in the world or there's chaos in the world. There's no explanation for it. Like, what's the logic to this? The truck went evil, you know? I said, so what are you going to do about it? You're stuck on an island with a truck. You kill a truck. A killdozer, excuse me. Bizarre. I mean, what would you do? Uh, you know, in Maximum Overdrive, they get back to work. <laughs> Yeah, back right. That's what they're doing. So they're going to build this airstrip. Well, I think they're uh, they're going to set up a trap. And they didn't realize the car heard their conversation. But the trap is they're going to blow them up. It's going to blow them up real good. And they're going to do it through, uh, like, fire. See, Barry's dreaming about Robert Eric. Okay. We used to go swimming. And they're all pretty drunk, too. That seems to be, yeah, That's the... Sarah. It's the thing, well, you know, uh, Kelly doesn't drink. He quit drinking. So it seems like there's a backstory. Okay, so he sees Killdozer a-coming. Yeah, well, he's got Killdozer good. He's set up a trap, I think. See, look how cool is that? Yeah. How do they do that? They, they use piano wires? Just roll right over. marionette strings? Killdozer stops for no one. Knuckles the dog was a very good dog. Maybe I've heard that. Yeah, I don't know. There's nothing that memorable. No, I take it back. I mean, that song was memorable. This was so. This is supposed to be Africa, but it's, it's Southern California. It's Valencia, California. Well, I mean, you can tell from like. The beach and the underbrush and, you know, it's it's not very exotic. The story is uh, Island off the Pacific. It is World War II. In the, in the novel. In novel. The, yeah. Yeah. Boy, they got a lot of crap for, like, six guys. You know what I mean? They got a whole... Well, you know how... Well, I wonder how they work. Like, are they being contracted by the government? Or are they a private? Or I guess they're oil. So, yeah, it must they, be this building Burton, uh, It must be private. So they, but they must charge somebody for their supplies. You know what I mean? Like, we'll give you the service that you pay for the cabinet that's going to be in the the tent main tent. What's so they that? got a good plan going? A piece of meteorite. Oh. Oh yeah. So, oh, so the thing is, it's like he knows the story, but he doesn't. He doesn't want to tell everyone. So he he just tells him, and then you know it blows up. Like, Why did you tell me about the blue light? Then I saw it. I saw the blue light go through Dantana uh, and the truck and Killdozer, and then Killdozer was all like Killdozer. Now Kelly saw it. The boss. Maybe that's not his name. Uh... Yeah, no, Kelly the boss. So he's telling, he's, he's not telling everyone, but he's telling this guy. Why in the world wouldn't he I mean, tell everybody? Well, I think it's like, well, so they, they, uh, well, here's the thing. 
So he goes up to him and says, like, hey, what's this about a blue light I saw? It looked like cotton candy. It looked like candy. And Kelly goes, uh, oh, well, you're a candy sour ball. Really? And so they kind of created a nickname. Yeah, so he created a nickname. He calls him Sour Ball throughout this movie. Uh, a couple, like, two more times. You know, beginning, middle, and end. Right. But the other guy, like, he kind of goes 